It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode contains discussion of the murder of two children. When you talk with people who know Tony Klein... One thing that often comes up is his job. Klein has worked for years at a Chrysler plant in Kokomo, Indiana. He has a good gig. That's what everyone says. Many people have speculated about his career in the context of his income, the money he's earned and spent. Some people note the prestige of holding a desirable union job. Others talk about his family connection to his job speculating that his father may have helped him get his foot in the door in the auto industry. A few express wonder about how he's managed to compartmentalize his life, holding down a solid job for years while behaving erratically and violently in his personal life. We've wondered about Klein's job as well. Namely, 
What can Tony Klein's job tell us about his possible role in the 2017 murders of Liberty German and Abigail Williams? To give a brief recap, these two teenage girls were murdered in 2017 after going for a walk on the trails of Delphi, Indiana. The case remains unsolved, despite the fact that Libby seemingly captured the perpetrator's image and voice on her phone. So, where does Tony Klein come into things? Well, his 28-year-old son Kagan was arrested on child sexual abuse materials charges in August of 2020. We previously published a transcript of an interview police had with Kagan. It revealed that in 2017, the Kleins, father and son, lived together in Peru, Indiana. When police interviewed Kagan in 2020, they indicated that they believed that two individuals living in that Peru, Indiana home accessed child sexual abuse materials. In December of 2021, Indiana State Police publicly linked the Anthony Schatz social media account to the Delphi case, while reporting from Wish TV's Demi Johnson tied Kegan Klein to that account. The transcripts further revealed that Liberty German had been in touch with Anthony Schatz before her murder. To editorialize for a moment, Kevin and I both believe that it is highly significant that this internet predator was in touch with one of the victims before the murders. Most theories of the case boiled down to a bad man was possibly in the area. But this theory has a bad man, or men, communicating with Libby herself. And police say she was highly interested in meeting up with Anthony Schatz. That, coupled with the fact that we understand police are focused on this father and son duo, prompts us to pay special attention to this angle of the case. We've also previously heard from Tony Klein's former stepchildren about his history of physical and emotional abuse. We've heard from sources close to the investigation that Tony Klein is currently a focus of the Delphi case. So that makes us want to know even more about this person. We've wondered, would his schedule have permitted him to be unaccounted for on a Monday afternoon? What's he like at work? And what's going on now that Tony Klein's name has come to the forefront? Does he still clock in like usual? Fortunately, we have sources to help us get at some of those questions. Today, we'll be hearing from one of them. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides. To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, we created a spreadsheet of nearly a thousand eatery-related killings, the murder sheet. We'll be drawing on that data throughout season one to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines. We dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're The Murder Sheet, and this is The Delphi Murders. Tony Klein at work.
in some ways, Tony Klein's job was part of our foray into breaking news on the Delphi case. When Kagan Klein's photo first appeared on the internet, it showed a man in his late 20s. He had dark hair, a vacant expression, and a scraggly, unkempt beard. Many pointed out that he looked quite different from the male model whose photos he stole from the Anthony Schatz account, which police say he used to catfish young girls on the internet. But I was mostly focused on what he was wearing. It looked like a dark t-shirt of some kind. On the left breast, in blocky white font, there was writing and a symbol that looked like small stick figures holding hands around a circle. In the center of that circle were three letters, U-A-W. Above the circle was a single word and numbers, Local 685. U-A-W refers to United Auto Workers, also known as the International Union United Automobile, Aerospace, and Agricultural Implement Workers of America. It is a prominent union in the United States. It currently boasts 400,000 active members in contracts with about 1,600 employers. In labor speak, a local is just shorthand for your local union, which typically has a charter from a larger national or international union. So UAW Local 685 is the local union for Kokomo, Indiana. Right away, we realized that either Kagan Klein could be part of that union or that he might be close to someone who was. We also acknowledged that perhaps he'd just picked up a random t-shirt at a thrift store, but that somehow seemed less likely. We figured that most people would want to hang on to their union merch. Later on, we found out that Kegan had likely gotten the shirt through his father, Tony Klein, a longtime UAW member. That was all part of our realization that we could apply journalistic fundamentals. We could look for interesting details and then dig, dig, dig until we got new information. So that's when we started looking around for more details on Tony Klein's job. Before we delve into Tony Klein's work, Let's get just a bit of business background squared away first. Stellantis is the name of the multinational corporation that now owns Chrysler. They operate 17 plants in the United States, as well as three in Canada and seven in Mexico. But only a handful of those plants concern us today. As it turns out, Kokomo, Indiana is a hub for Stellantis. The company operates four plants in this city, the county seat of Howard County, as well as one about 30 minutes away in Tipton. On the Stellantis website, the four Kokomo plants are called as follows. The Indiana Transmission Plant, the Kokomo Casting Plant, the Kokomo Engine Plant, and the Kokomo Transmission Plant. Altogether, if my math is right, they employ around 6,200 workers, according to the Stellantis website. As we understand it, Tony Klein worked at the Kokomo Transmission Plant in 2017, 
then at some point transferred to the Indiana transmission plant. But he seems to currently be on some sort of leave. We have a lot of sources around Kokomo and Peru, Indiana, who've told us that Tony Klein has not been to work for quite a while. They talk about Klein undergoing some sort of surgery on his foot. There have even been some rumors that he's not employed anymore. We wanted to get the official word either way. When we reached out to Stellantis to ask whether or not Klein is still employed, they declined to comment, citing privacy reasons. They did inquire why an outlet called the Murder Sheet was asking around. This is the email we sent their representative in response. Hi. Certainly. We're a true crime podcast. We've been covering the double homicide of teenagers Liberty German and Abigail Williams, which occurred in 2017 in Delphi, Indiana. In December, police linked a 28-year-old Indiana man named Kagan Klein to the crime. Kagan Klein is currently in jail, awaiting a trial over child sexual abuse materials that police uncovered through the Delphi investigation. We understand that Kegan's father, Tony Klein, is a long-standing Kokomo transmission employee. The reason we are focusing on this is that a reporting has indicated that Jerry Anthony, or Tony Klein, is a focus of the investigation into the Delphi murders. We also obtained investigative documents that indicate that two members of the Klein household, which just consisted of Kegan and Tony in 2017, as far as we understand, accessed a phone linked with the murders. I am currently working on an episode focusing on the topic of Tony's job at Kokomo Transmission, namely that he's been absent from work for quite some time, that he held a good, well-paid job that he'd be unlikely to leave for trivial reasons, and information about his schedule and shift. We totally understand that you can't go against company policy, but on the off chance you're able to indicate no, he definitely is not employed here anymore, on deep background, we'd be very much happy to include that information in the episode we're working on. All the best, Anya and Kevin. They did not get back to us. We were disappointed that Stellantis wouldn't comment. The rumors about Tony Klein possibly quitting his job had us especially interested in running down this tip. Solid union gigs with job protection and decent pay are increasingly a rarity in many parts of the country. Tony Klein is in his 50s and, sources tell us, struggles with some health issues. It would be a pretty big deal for him to leave work for good. He'd be losing his pay, his benefits, and considerable social capital. Because Tony Klein is proud of his job. He's been at it forever. Don't take our word for it. Just flip back to the March 31st, 1995 edition of the Kokomo Tribune, the daily hometown newspaper for the city. That's 27 years ago. Kagan Klein would be nearing his first birthday at the time. At that point, the Chrysler workers in Kokomo were in the middle of a walkout over health and safety concerns. If you read the article on the strike, you'll see that Tony Klein makes an appearance. He's even quoted expressing surprise that the strike was even necessary. I really thought they'd wait until the last minute before going for a settlement, Klein told the Tribune's staff writer, Dave Phillips. Klein is listed in this piece as a forklift driver. But fortunately, by dint of Klein's links to the union, 
we were able to bypass the no comment from Stellantis. We do know for a fact, though, that Tony Klein is still listed as a union member as of last week. Given that a person's union membership is typically tied to paying dues through their paychecks, that fact could indicate that he's just on leave. As we understand it, while employees at this plant are paid weekly, dues themselves are paid on a monthly basis. To fill in some other details, we turn to her source, a Chrysler employee. This source did not want her name to be used for fear of retaliation from her employer, so we agreed to keep her anonymous. We'll just call her Haley, which of course is not her real name. And instead of playing her voice on the show, Anya and I will read a transcript of our interview with her, where Anya will be filling in for Haley. Our interview has been lightly edited for clarity. Haley, tell us how the plant works and more about the nuances of this large workplace. There are four different transmission plants where they just put together transmission. The main one in Kokomo is the Kokomo Transmission Plant. And then you had Indiana Transmission Plant 1 and Indiana Transmission Plant 2. The transmission plants have a different union than the casting plant, but the casting plant and KTP, or the Kokomo Transmission Plant, are one building, if that makes sense. You can walk from one plant to the other plant inside the building. So it's the same building, but different unions, essentially? Different unions and different jobs. Is the United Auto Workers one of the unions? UAW is the only union. We're just different locals. And the local for the transmission plant is 685, which is the shirt Kagan was wearing when he was arrested. When I saw that, I literally called the local office. They were really nice, but they wouldn't tell me anything. And I don't blame them because that information is private. I get that. This is probably a dumb question, but... I'm not a car person at all. Is transmission a term used to describe putting cars together, essentially? No, no, no. That's part of your drivetrain. That's part of your steering, your gear shifting. Very important stuff. Absolutely, yes. And you said that Tony Klein worked at one of those plants? At the time of the murders, he did work at the Kokomo Transmission Plant, the original one in town. And then somewhere after that, he transferred down to the Indiana transmission plant after the murders. Also, is, is it relatively common for people to switch around between different plants? People in the same local can transfer plants if there's a position open in another plant. So Tony wouldn't be able to transfer to the casting plant without losing all his seniority, all his 27 years but he can transfer to one of the different transmission plants and keep his time. So, just to uh, clarify, the way that Tony did it, did he lose his, uh, his seniority or did he keep it? He kept his seniority. And with the seniority he had at the time, it had to have been his choice to move. It would not have been a manpower move by the company because the company would have moved lower seniority people in a manpower and it wouldn't have hit him. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. 
For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's R-O dot C-O slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ani and I were curious about this switch, so we turned to Google Maps. The drive between Tony Klein's residence and the Kokomo Transmission Plant is about 30 minutes. Transferring to the Indiana Transmission Plant actually seems to have shaved a little under 10 minutes off of his daily commute. So, while the timing of the change could be notable, it also could have occurred simply for the purpose of a more convenient commute. But Haley was not finished with her recollections about 2017. As it turns out, we were not the only ones interested in the Chrysler connection. The FBI came in two weeks after the girls were murdered and interviewed somebody on the B-shift. Do we think that person might have been Tony Klein? I have tried to get positive confirmation on that. No one can remember exactly what the guy's name was. So I can't say 100% that it was him. But they came in and interviewed somebody at KTP a couple of weeks after the girls were murdered. That must have sent rumors flying in the workplace, I imagine. That certainly sounds salient, given the fact police raided the Klein house around that same time. But then again, 
We have heard from a few people that the FBI was in fact looking at someone else at the Kokomo transmission plant. We then spoke a bit about speculation regarding the attire worn by Bridge Guy, the man caught on Libby's phone approaching the girls. The image of Bridge Guy is pixelated and hard to make out. As a general rule, we encourage listeners to carefully study the picture. But also, please keep in mind that it's possible to see what you want to see. And so you should remain skeptical about anyone claiming to see something that very well could just be a blurred pixel. Somebody was trying to figure out the blue jacket, saying it was a Chrysler jacket. It is not. Chrysler does not give us any apparel. Everything that we get that we wear comes from our union. It'll have the UAW logo on the breast and what plant we work at on the other one, so it won't just say Chrysler. Somebody found a Chrysler jacket on Poshmark that had the word Chrysler on it, and they were thinking that was issued by Chrysler. That is not. We have no dress requirements. We wear street clothes. If we want uniforms, they will supply us with uniforms, but they are a cotton material. They're nothing like a jacket. What they supply is more like what you would see a mechanic wearing. Next, we wanted to get a better sense of Tony Klein's reputation at work. Haley said that she may have exchanged a few greetings with him here and there, but that she hasn't had any extensive interactions with the man. Have you heard anything positive or negative about him from your co-workers? I have had a couple of the co-workers that I have who he kind of creeped out a little bit. But then you have more people who don't believe he's involved. But you can work with somebody 10 hours a day and what they're doing outside of work have no idea. Did you get any details about what creeped those people out? And alternatively, what makes people think that he's innocent? No, just that they believe Tony to be a decent guy. That he's a decent guy at work. Other girls, it's a factory setting, so you have flirtations going on that sometimes are not welcome. Would you mind explaining what exactly his job is at this point, or what it was back in 2017? It's horribly easy. They load a machine. They load about 50 parts onto a robot. The robot takes the part down the line and machines it. And they sit while the machine machines it, and once the baskets are full on the end, they just unload them. Even if he did have problems with his feet, he was sitting six to ten hours of his day. So it's sort of a sedentary role. Right. They're not hard jobs at all. They're loading and unloading machines. The machines do all of the processing of the parts. Have there been rumors about any other people throughout this sort of complex or other co-workers or anything like that? Or is he the only one who sort of came out in terms of names? When it first happened, there was a lot of people talking about it. It was a very consistent thing to go to break areas and have people talk about it. When the FBI came to KTP, it was majorly talked about, trying to figure out who it was and what was going on with it. But over the last few years, you would hear it maybe mentioned occasionally, anytime a news update would come or something like that. And then when Kagan got arrested with the UAW shirt on, that's when stuff started again. People were trying to figure out who he was. Then you had people speaking up saying, he doesn't work here, it's his dad's shirt, and a lot of that. And then just recently, 
People are talking about seeing stuff on Facebook about Tony and things like that. And people don't know what to think. Did Kagan Klein ever come around? I know he didn't work there, but is it a workplace where family members ever come around? I'm assuming no. No. As a matter of fact, every single plant is gated and we use badges and have to go through turnstiles. And if you take somebody in with you, like if you take them in through the turnstile with you, you can get fired over that. That makes sense. It's a security issue. So, to go back over some stuff we talked about. You mentioned Tony would have seemingly been on the B-shift back in 2017. Yes, that's a fact. He was on the B-shift. Listen up, because Haley's about to break down what exactly working on the B-shift means at this plant. That would have been Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, from 7.30 at night until 6 a.m. So he would have gotten off Saturday morning at 6 a.m. And he would have had Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night off. For years, there's been speculation about the date that the Delphi murders occurred. Tragically, Abby and Libby were only out there that day thanks to a quirk of their school calendar. What kind of adult male, people have speculated, would be free to roam about on a Monday afternoon in mid-February without being missed at work? Various explanations have been bandied about. He could be a retiree, an unemployed person, a man on vacation, a truck driver, an older college student, someone self-employed who lived nearby. There are plenty of explanations. But we think that it's interesting that, by dint of his schedule, Tony Klein would not have been missed at work on the afternoon of Monday, February 13th, 2017. That was his day to rest and relax, after all. Are there any other workplace-related inaccuracies going around that we can correct? At the time of the murders, Tony did not have a limp. He didn't have this gait that they're looking at. He walked just fine. I do agree with Tony's former stepson. He does not sound like the bridge guy. To me, that voice is staticky and it's hard to hear completely, but Tony does have an oddly higher-pitched tone to his voice. Does Tony Klein look like the bridge guy? Forgetting the gate, did he look like that in 2017? He could have been about the same size as the bridge guy. Tony's probably about 6 foot 5'11"-ish. As far as his body, I would say, I would say yes, it does. But in this area, you have a lot of those people. Yeah. Bridge guy looks like a lot of guys. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Just at the time, he was on a 7.30 to 6 a.m. schedule. And we were getting forced a lot of Saturdays, but he still would have had that Monday off. He still would have had that Monday night off. One thing that we saw was that Kegan was also claiming, oh, I have to help my dad with his Chrysler work stuff on his phone in the 2020 police interview transcript. Do you have any idea what that could have been referring to? Dashboard. It's called Dashboard. We can go on there and request vacation days, check our hours that we worked that week, if you have attendance points, if you miss days. You can check your attendance or your raises. We get discounts because we're UAW and Chrysler. You can order tickets to Cedar Point and Kings Island, places like that at a discounted rate. 
If somebody in our family wants to buy a brand new vehicle, we can get them discounts. We would go onto Dashboard to get the number for them to get the discount. It's our access to our pay and hours and time and vacation and personal days, things like that. Now, I know you don't know him very well, but I'm curious. Does it, uh, does it ring true to you that a man of Tony Klein's many years of experience at Chrysler would be relying on his son at this point to do all of that on his app? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I guess it would depend on what device he's using. A lot of the older generation at Chrysler are not good with cell phones. Dashboard itself can be tedious. So, I don't know. I would find that odd. Now, Chrysler did change their dashboard getup probably about three years ago, and I still have trouble navigating through it. So Kegan could be speaking about more recently than back when the girls were killed. It goes to Google Docs now. They changed the system, so most of it went into Google. And it was, I'm going to be honest with you, it became right down dumb. The different places we had to find stuff. I don't want to sound snarky, but Google Docs? It is so dumb. According to Haley, the news of the client's possible link to the Delphi case has spread around the workforce. Once Kagan was arrested in the UAW shirt, that's when people started talking a lot about it. A lot of people are kind of just offended. They don't like the fact he was arrested for child pornography while wearing a UAW 685 shirt. That makes people look bad. We're proud of where we work. We're proud of what we do. They pay us decent. They pay us a really good wage. The majority of us even drive our Chrysler or Dodge or Jeep vehicles. We're proud of it. To have him in that shirt arrested under child pornography is offensive. I would say out of the plants in Kokomo, they employ almost 9,000 people. Tony's like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it's a large factory where there's good wages. And that, unfortunately, is not the case at a lot of places in the United States anymore. That's why we value our union. Because they're the ones who keep our wages where they're at. And we try to protect our brothers and sisters. But when they're involved in shit like this, you can't defend that. There's absolutely nothing you can defend about that. You got a problem with a supervisor telling you to do two jobs, we got you. But you've got a computer full of child pornography. You're on your own. I don't know how else to put it. Thanks to Haley for speaking with us. If you have a tip on Tony or Kagan Klein, email murdersheet at gmail.com. We protect our sources. And of course, if you have information on the Delphi murders, send your confidential tip to Abby and Libby Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com or call 844-459-5786-800-382-7537 or 765-564-7537. To our surprise, we've gotten a number of requests from people saying they would like a way to help financially support our efforts with the show. So, if you are interested, we are relaunching a Patreon page 
which you can find at www.patreon.com slash murdersheet. Join us there for two live video question and answer sessions each month. You can ask us anything, suggest new cases for us to look at, or even offer ideas for new leads for us to follow. If Patreon is not your thing, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash murdersheet. Thanks for the interest. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet, and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.